Hey Achievers, this is Maya, founder of Healthy High Achievers. Join our global community and create healthier routines to avoid burnout and feel more calm and healthy. Let's get to it. Hey Achievers, I'm so happy to have Mayara here today. Mayara Sousa, was that a correct Brazilian pronunciation? Yes, you got it. <laughs> yes, nice. So Mayara grew up in Brazil and she had to overcome a traumatic childhood. So when she finally moved to America, that was in her mid-20s, she started her healing process. And today, after a decade of healing work and research on trauma and consciousness, she is a certified sound therapist. And she uses acoustic sound to relax the nervous system, helping her clients to release emotions that might be trapped. So Mayara, I get a lot of questions about shifting negative thought patterns or deep limiting beliefs from our Healthy High Achievers audience. And I thought you'd be the perfect person to talk to today. But first of all, where in the U.S. are you located right now? Right now I am in the Tampa Bay in Florida. Okay. Sunshine State. <laughs> Florida, it sounds sunny too. Is that correct? Yes. All right. <laughs> So yes, you know, I'm a person who sometimes uses Hertz music, different frequencies to concentrate better, to focus better, um, to process emotions, but that's all I know about sound healing, okay? So I also share these things with my achievers, and I would like us all to learn more from you today. So what would you say these kinds of sounds or Hertz music what else is there that can help us to really reprogram the mind? Yeah, uh, I love it. I, I love sound. I love working with sound. But first of all, thank you for having me here. I appreciate the opportunity, yeah. the platform to you know share this method. So the method that I work with, it's called biofield tuning. We use tuning forks to literally tune the electromagnetic field of the body. And so I like to compare it with like acupuncture because people understand that you use the needles in Chinese medicine to release blocks of energy in the body that's mm -hmm. causing something that we come to treat right like you were saying the mental state it can cause this overthinking on the negative path and, and all that so that's usually the symptom of something that's going on underneath everything there's a root there there's a block of energy in the same way that Chinese medicine uses the needles to release those blocks of energy in the body, we use the sound. And, and the difference to me personally from like a sound bath, you know, that you can have with the bowls or listening to something like you were saying, it's a certain um, vibration, a certain frequency. Um, the difference to me is that sound in general, to me, if you use the right sound, it has this potential to release is stress from the nervous system, right? To relax the nervous system. However, when we use the tuning forks, we use it more specifically. So you show up with something that, that you want to address in a certain session. You have like an intention, you have chronic pain or whatever it is, like we're talking about the mental stuff that we're all going through. And so we use the, the forks more specifically to release that type of energy that you are looking into working with. So the sound frequency from the fork interacts with your body. It's like the way we say, it's like your body is doing the healing. It just needs an input. The mm -hmm. same way that those blockages come more often than not from external input from our environment. 
toxins from our environment, toxic people from our environment, toxic situations, whatever it is, comes in and, and creates those blockages of energy. Unprocessed trauma, you know, unprocessed emotions creates those blocks. So the body is just waiting for an input to be able to readjust those areas that have blocks. So we bring in that input with the forks and the body kind of, when the sounds hit the body and it resonates, the body listens to how it's vibrating, to how, how it's, its frequency, you know, vibrating. And it adjusts itself using that sound wave from the fork to adjust how the cells are vibrating. It's, it's kind of, it fascinates me. <laughs> wow, and this is so exciting for me to hear because I thought of the Hertz music and the frequencies, blah, blah. What I did not realize is that I do often get a therapy with tuning forks here in Cusco, Peru. And I just did, okay. I didn't think about that before this interview, but yes, that is basically sound healing, right? So yeah, yeah it's that vibration of the tuning fork. They put it on several pieces of the body. And afterwards, I often feel very tired or very energetic, or it's always a whole roller coaster of emotions for me afterwards. What do you see in your clients of how they shift or what they feel afterwards or what can what can someone feel after a session like that yes it's exactly what you're saying there are symptoms of detoxing those blocks of energy so you will feel it you know there's no way that you're going to get rid of something without passing through you right because it's internal like stagnated there as we bring it up to be released you're going to experience it so there is a high possibility not very often but it can happen for you to have the detoxing symptoms and it's exactly what you're saying you might feel overly tired overly emotional you know um impatient could be if you are getting rid of that on patients you know irritable you could feel anger afterwards you know even like towards something specific and you think that is towards something specific but it's just that when it comes up, our minds go to the environment, you know, to find what's the fault, you know, like what, what's to blame for, for this that's coming up within me. And then whatever it is that's found in your environment, we, address, we, we engage as that it has to do with that stuff that's coming up. But it can be stuff that's stagnated there for 20 years, you know, that has nothing to do with that person that is in your life right now. But when it comes up, the mind tries to, you know, link it to something in your environment. Like, why do I feel this way? I need to protect myself against what? And then you'll find this person in front of you and, you know, but um, the changes that we do notice, it's fascinating to me because the, the way we look at it as a whole in this method is that all the experiences that we had they are stored in our field, in our electromagnetic field. So we look at it as they are the lenses within which we see, we perceive the reality in front of us. So we all perceive it differently, we know that. And it's because some of us come from a traumatic childhood like myself. So I had those traumas filtering how I perceive my reality because of all my defense mechanisms, right? That I needed to survive. For people that don't have a traumatic childhood, they will see the same situation from a completely different lens. They don't have the fears that I had and all that. As we work with sound 
and we release those blocks of energy, those defense mechanisms that we don't need anymore now as an adult. And as we release all of that stuff, think about it. If it's not stored in your field right here in front of you, filtering how you're perceiving your reality, you are eliminating all of that junk, all of that clutter. You can perceive things more clearly for what they are without all of that judgment, all of that interpretation from your past experiences that you are projecting on what you're seeing. If you are not doing that, you are just gonna perceive your reality for what it is, right? And what my clients say about this mental shift that they notice is that the situation out there, external, doesn't have to change what changes their perception of it. So it doesn't trigger them as much. And when I hear my clients tell me that they are not being triggered anymore, that's freedom right there. To me, it's like job accomplished. You know, you achieve this level of inner peace that nothing external can budget, can, can shift it, right? You just cultivate this inner peace because you can perceive clearly without the clutter that that's just is, it's just what it is. It's just the way it is. There's no judgment, there's no anger, there's no impatience and fears and none of that. It just is. There's nothing like good or bad, it just is. If you don't bring your interpretation to it, right? Mm, yeah, and I must say, sometimes people are like, oh, but I didn't have a, a huge trauma or oh, nothing really bad happened in my childhood. But then there are things that trigger you. <laughs> And you go like, okay, there's something here. You know, for me, when someone makes me feel angry, when someone makes me feel frustrated about something, I know that's a message that there's something there that's triggering me, that's activating something from the past too. And I can ask myself those questions, right? All right, there's something here. Does this come from my family? Does this come from my childhood? Does this even come from my mother, my grandmother, you know, other generations? And you can start working with that so what would you say to people who are high achievers i know we have many in my audience who feel like it's never enough they're never doing enough uh, they never feel enough they always feel like there's something more they should do and they're having a hard time really celebrating their wins you know the good things that they're doing yeah, I get clients like that too. I have high achievers as clients as well. And I totally see it. Like I totally hear you. It's so interesting. Like what I notice with most people is that we get caught up on the remister will, right? Like thinking that we have to be doing, we have to be achieving, we have to, we have to, we have to. And if anything kind of quote unquote, it slows us down. Oh my gosh, it shatters everything, right? All the plans and everything. To me, because that's how I was raised as well. Like I was raised to be a human doing, not a human being. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and it was very hard to just be. It wasn't like allowed, you know, as I was growing up. So I get it. I really get it. It really resonates with my own personal healing. And what has worked for me and that I share with my clients, and I see that it's pretty much universal. It's to try as much as possible, as much as you can, to disconnect from that static, you know, from the, the societal rush of have to be doing, have to be achieving, have to be getting, getting more, 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 right? That creates a static around your mind, around your body, your electromagnetic field that creates that pressure that keeps pushing you. And then it's, it's one of the pretty common stories that happens that 
you know, you have this pressure that is coming from a place that is not healthy, that pushes you ahead, push, 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 and you get to achieve, but you're miserable. You know, you get to become whatever it is that, that it means for you that you made it, you know, become the millionaire, become this, become that. But then you notice that you, you still didn't achieve happiness. You are still miserable. And to me, it's because of that, this unhealthy place of pressure, you know, pushing you to, to get those things accomplished, to get those things, to get more and more and more titles or things or whatever. So to me, it was meditation. Detach mm. yourself from the static detach like as much as you can i try to unplug from electronics as much as i can you know i i be and i teach this and it's like so efficient be very discerning of what are you placing your attention on on your electronics you know social media who do you fall how do you feel when you go in and you check that stuff out if you are looking at the news i would say right away stop yeah. <laughs> do not put that to yourself you don't deserve that so basically like I divide this in like layers and layers and layers to work with the clients like one step at a time because it can be overwhelming for them, you know, like when when you are too deep into it, it can be overwhelmed to come out of it or very overwhelming. So we work in layers, but I would say overall, the message is to detach yourself from the static that culturally society society brings on to us, you know, the, mm -hmm. the push, the unhealthy push to climb, to get, to be. You know, and you never have that calming, being with yourself, listening to silence, to just listen to the guidance that we already have within, right? So basically, detach from all the static, from all the, you know, you have to, you have to, maybe you don't. <laughs> yeah, maybe you don't have to, maybe you want to because you want to reach your goal, but just shifting the have to or should into I want to, right, that already yeah. creates that whole different energy around it. And I get it yeah. at Healthy High Achievers, we're really working on that, on decluttering the mind, disconnecting, just really connecting with yourself. Right now in our book club, we're reading Kindfulness, right? To be kind to yourself, to be mindful, to start meditating, yes. And that's really the first step to connect to yourself and connect to those blocked emotions and letting go of that high achievement of, if you want to take a break at 3 p.m. or you want to rest, you know, and I felt that when I was in Belgium, I would feel guilty. I would be like, oh, no, yeah. no, Every, everyone in this whole country, this whole continent, maybe, is like <laughs> working until 5 or 6 p.m. today. I can't be resting right now, right? But yeah. when you create your own reality, you create your own rhythm. Right now, I allow myself to rest when my body feels like it. To rest yes. when I have a headache. You know, everyone knows, saw it on Instagram that my grandmother passed away recently. And I felt this big headache and this fatigue. So I had to go with that wave of what my body was telling me to give space to my emotions instead of pushing and, and, and keep working, right? Because in the end, when you ask yourself, what's truly important in life? Mm -hmm. It's those moments of, you know, what's the moment that you remember the most? It's maybe the mindful conversation we have with someone or the little birds you saw earlier or the kids playing or the dogs playing. It's those little moments, right? So what would you say, talking about the sound, if someone is interested in maybe sound healing or using sound for their blocked emotions, 
what else can they do if they don't have tuning forks or if they don't have someone close who does that kind of sound healing therapy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So first of all, we do sessions remotely and they work beautifully. Really? Just, you know, yes. How like, do you do I, that? I, with Because uh, I know the tuning forks, you put them on parts of your body. So how does it work when you do it remotely? So uh, when the forks have the weight uh, on them, they vibrate very intensely. So we place them on the body. And when they don't have it, it's the sound, right? We strike mm -hmm. them and the body okay. listens to the sound. You can listen to that sound through the phone. And not only that, that's kind of like the relaxing part of it, that you can hear that nice, pleasant sound and you can just, you know, go to that relaxed state. But because of the ether, because we are all connected through this field around us, through this quantum field that is in everywhere, that is in everything. Because of that connection, our intention brings us places. So if you are all the way there in Peru and I do a session on you, I can tell you, you will definitely feel the vibrations traveling through your body. Mm. We can do it through the phone or we can even not be on the phone. We set up a time that you know that I'm going to be doing the session on you and you lay down and relax. And I can tell you, we've done these experiments before. They have done it at the school, the place where I got trained. And I've done it myself with my peers. And we do feel it. We do feel it across the globe because we're all connected. There is really no separation. That's an illusion, right? So we can definitely do sessions at a distance. However, if you don't want to do the sessions, you can do toning with your own voice. You know, you can do the vowels and you can intentionally, again, your intention in this work, it's huge. So with your intention, you scan your body as you are toning with your voice. You scan your whole body and you will find the areas of tension. And the more you do it, the more easy it is for you to read your body in that way, to find the areas where you are holding on to tension. And then you're going to tone that area, like with your intention and with the sound of your voice, you're going to tone that area, releasing that tension, releasing that block of energy. And you will notice it, it diminishing. The more you do it, the more you get used to it, the more you get comfortable doing it, the fastest you see that release, the, the, the unblock, of the energy or the release of tension, you will notice the more you be in your body. And then again, that's why I always bring up meditation to my clients into these interviews, because the more you do it, the more you'll be present in your body. And the more you know how to do these things, the more you notice, the more aware you are of what is your body showing, where is the tension, where is the blockage? And even what you were saying um, earlier, what is this about? You know, you ask questions like that, your mind, your body shows you, you know, the, where did this start? It? Like, what is, what is being triggered here? Because it's always about within, right? The person does whatever they do out there on the external and it triggers something within. So it's really not their fault because they're just triggering something that we already carry. So when we ask questions like that to the body, and by the, the toning with our voice, we can definitely feel the response from the body, from the mind. What is that related to? Where's the tension? And then you release it. You do the toning and just allow it to release. Mm. I love that idea because once I had that revelation, I did a ceremony here in Peru and I really felt that I'm a singer. And I felt during that ceremony that singing, it's not just about singing the songs uh, with their lyrics or what it means or in the form of music, I felt the ascension of the vibration of my voice and how that can be healing to me. So for the first time in my life, I felt like singing was healing to me. 
So I'd love to learn that technique of the toning of your voice and sending it to different parts of your body. Um, do you have any resources on that? Now I'm, now I'm intrigued. I can send you some stuff, yeah. I can find you some videos, some stuff, and I can send it to you. Okay, perfect. I'll put them, when Mayara sends them to me, I'll put them in the show notes too, so that my achievers can just check that out, learn that for themselves, or get a session with Tuning Forks. Uh, I have experience with it myself, and I really love having a practice for my emotional blockages, even when I don't realize I have an emotional blockage, you know, because there's always... The work's never done. There's always emotions that will flow or get stuck. You know, it's always in movement. And having a certain practice, like Mayara says, meditation or disconnecting, paying attention to the little things, gratitude or sound healing, having your toolkit of these emotionally healing practices, that's what you need to have at hand at any time and really create those moments for that. Because we're such a mental society, right? We live in our minds. And what do you say yeah. to those people who are living in their heads and you want them to connect more to their body and their emotions? Yeah. So I would say like the, the meditation, right? But in a way of adding to it visualization. Like one thing that I do on the table that I love to do that I get like great feedback from my, my clients is that when they are on my table and I'm working with the forks, I guide them through this type of meditation. And let's say someone is treating, you know, from depression and, and they just want to, you know, get back to themselves and to that gratitude for life and all that. I guide them through the process of reconnecting to that version of themselves, like how they be, you know, how they walk, how they talk, how they show up without this weight of the depression. Wow. So they started creating, right, that image in their minds. So it's not something that they just show up kind of like, I don't want to be depressed. So, and then the, the, the version of themselves that they want to be, it's not this, you know, unknown, just like, I just don't want to be depressed. I don't know. You know, it, it starts becoming more real because they start reconnecting to it. They started paying attention to the details. How, how do you be, how do you present yourself if you are not carrying that baggage with you? If you drop all of that and you are showing up as this person that doesn't carry that depression anymore, how do you be? And it starts their mind going in that sense. And then I tell them, if you do this every day, like five minutes of your day, you stop and you close your eyes and you chill and just allow everything to be quiet, everything to be still. And then you go and revisit this person, you know, this future version of yourself that you are looking into becoming, you create that connection and you keep bringing that version of yourself closer and closer to where you are today because of that revisiting, right? Everything is repetition, right? We go through this in all, all modalities of healing. We talk about this, the repetition is where the power lies. So I would say to them, like, just quiet everything, the power of detaching from the static and quieting down everything, just allowing all the noises. I even tell my clients, like, if you have something in the room that is noisy, you know, a fan or whatever that it's making noise, shut it all off, at least for a few moments every day, you know, just so you can get as still as you can possibly be. Sometimes if you need headphones, you know, if you live in a noisy area or something like that, do it. You know, that's like for your mental hygiene. Mm -hmm. So I would say mental hygiene 
for the high achievers is stop for a few moments every single day and let that hygiene happen. Just like you brush your teeth every day, you take a shower, I hope every day. <laughs> the hygiene for the mind is the same thing. You stop for a few moments and let it all stop. Let it all calm down. Mm, and I love that because we often talk about giving your brain a break, even if it's just five minutes. And that's exactly what Mariana is, is saying here to just mental hygiene, do that every day, like maintenance and the repetition. Yes. That's what's healing because the brain works on repetition, right? You create a habit through repetition. And so creating these new mindsets and these new habits or way of living really depends on that repetition every day. So I'm loving yeah. that what you're saying here. And, and um, thank you for all these practical tips and tricks that you've been sharing with us today. I'll share Mayara's resources in the show notes. I just want to ask a last question from your personal experience, because you came from trauma, childhood trauma, you've been through so much. And getting on that journey, when you were suffering, you were maybe overthinking, and you were maybe being hard on yourself. What was that like to get on that journey in those initial stages? What was that shift like for you? Yes, it is very hard to start. The, on the beginning, I noticed that it would be like two steps forward and three back. Mm. Two steps forward, three back. So in my story, I come from alcoholism. My father was an alcoholic. He passed uh, from a heart attack at 37 from alcohol. And I was drinking, you know, I started very early because of the difficult childhood. I was 12, 13. I was already very dependent on alcohol. And that was until I got to America in my mid-20s and I was still drinking. When I was getting close to 30 is where my mind started, you know, my higher self started calling. Like, you were getting close to 30. He was just 37. You were doing the same things, eating very badly, you know, drinking a lot and all that. I started my journey out of fear because of that, because my dad had passed so prematurely and I was doing the same things. So I started my research on heart condition. I was scared. Mm -hmm. So I started my research on heart condition. I came across epigenetics, which teaches you that the environment matters. It really uh, dictates which gene will be turned on or off. And that was my big aha. I thought, then I have control because if I can figure out how to change lifestyle, the genes don't matter that much. And that's what I did. I started trying to figure out how to change lifestyle. And it is so hard. It is so hard to change lifestyle. But I would say meditation is the key. For everything else that I've done, I've done everything. I've changed my diet. I've changed my environment. I've changed the way I speak. Like now I, I'm very mindful of the words that I choose to use because I know I'm co-creating with those words. It's, it's a lot, right? There's a lot of layers that we learn in this healing process. But I would say without the meditation to quiet everything so that I could listen to the guidance, I don't know if I would be halfway you know, compared to where I am today. Like the meditation was crucial. It was one of the first steps that showed up. And I believe it's going to be part of my life until the last day I'm here. I would say quieting your mind, it's totally overlooked. It's, yeah. it's one of the most efficient ways for us to get, you know, get ourselves together. Yeah. And it's so true. I often get clients who say, Maya, I want to change my diet and I want to uh, change my habits and my daily routines. I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. And then often we, we just go back to that first step of quieting the mind, taking those yeah. steps and the decluttering the mind first, 
And then those healthy habits, they come automatically. They come yes. when you connect to your mental peace. And in my yes. journey, it's been the same to overcome chronic disease. Hmm. The first step I did was mindfulness and meditation because I didn't know where to turn to, you know, but it, I also believe that that was the first step for me to be kind to myself, to be a, my own best friend, to visualize my ideal self, right? Like you mentioned before, yes. and connect yes. to my future vision often, keep believing in it, keep the hope. Those positive emotions and that mindfulness, that's the first step. Yeah. So inspiring, Mayara. I love talking to you today. I will share all the links in the show notes, but I just want to give you some space for any last words, any things that you said, oh, I really did want to mention this to Healthy High Achievers. And then where can people find more about you? Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the platform. I love when I have the opportunity to share what sound can do with more people because I still come across people that when I mention, they're like, what's that? I'm like, oh my gosh, let me tell you. <laughs> so I get very excited to share. I'm very passionate about it. So I appreciate being here. And so usually I close with a challenge for your listeners of 30 days. Yeah, just 30 days. It just takes a few moments in the morning when you wake up first thing is prayer and if you're not religious that's fine it's just a reconnection to your creator whatever that means to you just to spend a couple of minutes in that gratitude for just being alive for just being here even if you're not feeling that way in that day i would ask you to do it for 30 days you are going to notice a huge difference and then you meditate for a few minutes if you're not a meditator yet at least like five minutes of quiet just quiet just let everything be quiet thoughts will come let them come and go without judgment don't get attached to them don't make any decisions or anything just allow everything to be just to be for a few minutes at least five if you're not a, a long long time meditator and then journal journal for just a little bit. If you don't have a lot of time, maybe five more minutes. Journal, do gratitude, you know, what you're grateful for in that journal or whatever is coming up. Sometimes when we meditate, there's a lot of, you know, good insights and stuff that starts showing up. Journal, journal about it. You're going to learn a lot about yourself by reading your journal. So I would say do those for 30 days and let me know what happens. Like I get emails with like very huge shifts on perception, you know, how they are perceiving their reality and all of that. So I would love to hear from you. And everything is in my website. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. The links are in my website, uh, mayara-souza. I'm sure you're going to put it on the notes too. Yep. And everything's in there for you to send me an email. Let me know what happens after those 30 days. All the information is all in one place. I like to make it easy. <laughs> all right we like ourselves a good little challenge i'll keep you updated people keep me updated let's just all talk about yes. it um again like mayara says if you're not religious just connect to something bigger than yourself connect to the trees connect to nature connect to the planets whatever you like just to feel like you are part of this whole universe whether that's your creator your god whatever it is and then a little yes. moment of meditation and then some journaling I'm going to do this the coming 30 days. I hope you too, Achievers. And thank you so much, Mayana, for your time today. Absolutely. Thank you. Take care. Dear Achievers, I hope you liked this episode. If you did, please subscribe and share with your friends, anyone who needs to hear this. You're super welcome to join us at healthyhighachievers.community as well. See you there.